Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. Hey, we're the Satellite Sisters. We're so happy to be with you today. I'm disoriented, Liz, because we're we're in a different studio, and you're so far away. I know. (laughs) This is good. I'm I'm looking down the barrel of a long table at Leah and Julie, and uh, more on our alternate studio in a second. But yeah, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. We're still doing it, though. We're still here. We got a show for you. That's right. I'm Leah Dolan. I'm the youngest sister. I'm a writer and producer. I drove in from Pasadena today down the Sunset Strip. And Jewel, what's happening there? Yeah. Yeah, we are. You know, it's so weird. You get it. We've been doing this for a very, very long time. And then all of a sudden you're in a new studio and it's like, you know how when you drive a rental car, it's like you forget how to drive. That's what it's like. (laughs) That's what it's like to be in a new studio. Anyway, as Leon said, we're on the Sunset Sunset Strip. We're in a studio called The Dub Room, Jewel. And so it's like music actually gets made here. And we're certain all kinds of cool things have happened here in the past. I mean, that's not what's happening here with us now. But we're in an alternate studio for the next couple of weeks because our main studio is being used by Wondery, our network, because they launched a new daily sports show called The Lead. And uh, so while they're getting that all up on its feet, they needed a little extra studio space. So we're happy to support The Lead. Their first episode, Monday, I sent it to you, Joel, right? It was all about the Saints, your favorite football team. <laughs> mhm <laughs> the continuing rage and resentment. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. Okay, use digress. Anyway, if you like really great sports storytelling, you should try the lead. It'll it'll come out every morning with one long story and a couple of short stories, sort of modeled on the daily. Anyway, that's why we're on the Sunset Strip. Liz, Julie, there's a drum set in the next room, and maybe at the end of the show, Liz will bang out a few bars for us, for lucky. Leon went in there thinking it was the bathroom. She's like, oh, no, drum set. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we'll see about that. All right. Uh, on the rest of the show, besides some drumming later on, we have uh, quite a few stories. First of all, um, Liz, you have what you think is the most important public and service announcement of the year. Yes. Yes. I'm going to tell you something that you need to know more than you need to know anything else right now. Okay. Julie, you have some exciting Tuesday trends for us. All right, uh, Liz, you're going to give us your Emmy picks. You're an Emmy voter. Yeah, yeah. The Emmys are, Emmys this, are this weekend. This weekend, so we're going to hear about that. Also, I have a follow-up to my huge book announcement from last week. There are going to be giveaways of the Sweeney Sisters starting in October. That's like, so soon. That's it's, exciting. It's happening, so I'm going to give you all the information you need about your best chance to get your own copy, uh, uh, early copy of the Sweeney Sisters. Uh, but first, there was some breaking news today that we just wanted to mention, Cokie Roberts, a pioneering female journalist who helped shape NPR and then became the political reporter at ABC and lent her voice to so many important election night coverages. She's died at 75 from breast cancer. What a shame. That is sad. What a lovely, smart person. You know, we we had her on the show several times and she was always just really fun to talk to. She was. She could cover history, but in a super fun way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was from a political family. Her mother had been an ambassador to the Vatican at one point. She, you know, she had a really extraordinary upbringing, but she said it's a great privilege to have a front seat to history. And I think she always reported like that, as mm-hmm. if it was a great privilege. And that's, I think, where her journalistic integrity came from. So it was a, really a privilege to have her on the show. So we will miss you, Cokie Roberts. Really, we will miss you. That's true. Let's just keep bringing it back to what counts. (laughs) The saints. (laughs) Oh. That is impressive. Wow. Yeah, no way. Maybe you could get some tutoring from Sheila because (laughs) (laughs) she could teach you how to teach this stuff. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You broke new ground with that, the mm-hmm. nanotop. Yes. No. Our parents didn't even take us anywhere. Are you kidding? <laughs> so, I, say, I didn't even have grandparents. <laughs> no. Nobody in their right mind. So, yay, new grandparents. Good for you, boomers, with all your energy. <laughs> So wait, so you're taking you're taking the kids and the parents are staying home for Thanksgiving? Oh. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. You know, Julie, this trend actually has a name because th- that's those, all you, trends do. Yeah, your people. It's called. It's not. It's not camping. It's not glamping. It's called gramping. <laughs> gramping. That is what the travel. That sounds like cramping. It does. <laughs> it do- or limping. <laughs> or <laughs> so. No. no. So. Maybe you should take them to the New Orleans Saints Museum of Resentment. Is that, <laughs> does that exist yet? <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any instincts about what are you feeling? What would be fun for them? Because you have done New York and L.A., so you're looking for an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, people are really good on this in the Facebook group. I know someone posted the other day, she wants to bring her kids to LA and wanted some tips. A lot of people weighed in on where to stay, what to do. Leanne and I, you and I have staked out opposite points of view on what you should do when you come to Los Angeles. I say stay downtown, you say? I say Santa Monica, baby. (laughs) People, you're you're coming to California, people want to see the beach. But at but so so post your gramping question and see what people can come up with. The uh, okay, I have a story. It's a very small story that really goes nowhere, but I just needed to share. That's a good lead-in. Okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've done a segment about my dysfunctional homeowners association, and this is a recurring segment I call 
H-O-A-H-E double hockey sticks, right? I try to control my anger about how the Homeowners Association functions, but occasionally it just spills out. So here's the latest. I, and really, I'm just looking for some sympathy because I was trying to imagine what would any of you guys do in this situation? So the my building was like built in the 70s and uh, there are only 14 units in it. So the building's not old and small and you would think we could all get along. But the Homeowners Association is run by Captain Queeg. As I have mentioned... Captain Quig has an iron-fisted control over every single aspect of what happens in the building, including something as simple as uh, keys. So about two years ago, I noticed, because my keys are probably like the 17th generation copies from the originals, you know, I noticed that like my key kind of sort of didn't work in the front door anymore. So there are like four entrances to the building, front lobby, back lobby, front garage, back garage, right? So I lost use of the front door. I was like, mm, who cares? I'll just, I, that's what I thought, Julie, but I mentioned it to Captain Quig, and I just got a lot of attitude about the reason the key isn't working is because owners like me, when our keys don't work, we wiggle it around in the lock and we break the locks. And so she sort of took the, it's your own fault position. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to let it slide. Then about six months later, I lost the use of the back lobby, right? Mm -hmm. So now, now my key's no longer using there. So we're down to two out of four doors are currently working <laughs> with my keys. Uh, just, and again... But I know I'm not the only one, Julie. There's like a subset of uh, residents who are all having this problem. But Captain Quig refuses to do anything about it because it's our fault for having keys that don't work. Because that just breaks the locks. And okay, so then, so then last week, I so I can't enter through the lobby at all anymore. So I can only come in front garage, back garage. So I'm coming in through the back garage. I've been out walking Hooper, and it's like complete breakdown now. The third door is no longer available to me. The lock is fully broken. The doorknob is spinning in my hand. My key refuses to turn in the lock. And who do I see like standing in the garage watching me but Captain Quee herself. <laughs> so... So I'm like, excuse me, um, can you like, so she comes over and she thinks she's doing me some super favor, like letting me in my own freaking door. And, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. you know, settle down over there, <laughs> Missy, s settle down. So I was like, okay, I didn't, I don't call her Captain Quig to her face. I call That's her by her idea. real name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm now down to one out of four doors. We have got to do something about the keys and locks. I was like, I would be happy to be the one meeting the locksmith. I would be happy to do whatever it takes, but this cannot go on. And again, she started to give me the story about how it's all our fault. I was like, it no longer matters whose fault it is. I think we can all agree that I should be able to get in more than one of the four doors into the building. So she says, yeah, well, she's not going to be able to help me for the next couple of days because, oh, did I mention she's got a face mask on and she's got conjunctivitis as we're having 
this conversation. So you don't want to get too close to Captain no. Quig in this situation. So she said, okay, go talk to this other neighbor. She's also one of the original owners and has some original keys. She might be able to make you some keys that actually work. I'm like, okay, I will do that. But you understand that is not going to solve the problem. The problem is the locks. So so I go through all of this. I get I get new keys, but I don't want to make too many copies because, you know, we need we need new locks. We don't just need new keys. <laughs> okay. So finally, when I meet up with the very nice woman who's also been there a long time, who's giving me copies of the originals, she said, um, she said, I don't know why you waited so long. Why would you wait if your keys have been slowly degrading for two years? Why did you wait until you could only get in one door? And that's when I... <laughs> Yeah. Oh. That, that's when I just lost it. I was like, you have no idea what I have been through. I have been bringing this up at every homeowner's meeting. At every, I have emailed. I have, I have been so nice. I've offered to do this myself. Really? And that's when, like, I was standing on the street telling her this. She's like, oh, okay. Now I understand. Anyway, all I can say okay. is I now have a key that works in all four of the doors but still waiting to address the actual issue. And I don't even know, like, do I need to keep bringing this up with Captain Quig, or should I just hand this off to another resident who maybe has not been so outspoken on this issue? What, I mean, what can be done here? <laughs> right, yes. Yes, yes. And and I got to say, I am one of the few neighbors that even talks to her. So the fact that I can't make this happen. Anyway, as I said, it's a sad story that goes nowhere. So there you have it. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> the tale of the keys. That's it. That's what happens in the latest installment of HOA, H-E double hockey sticks, sisters. It just goes nowhere. I always recall when you say, why did I make the largest investment of my life with a bunch of strangers? I know. That's Buying a condo, man. <laughs> Just something to remember. Something to remember if you're out there condo shopping. Yes. Yeah, there's a Captain Quig in every building. Yes, there is. <laughs> I mean, you're not alone in, no. in fighting no. Captain Quig. Like, no. every condo has a Quig. <laughs> Every condo has a quig. It should they should have to get a special document where you acknowledge you sign that to acknowledge my condo has a quig. My condo I I'm going into this knowing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that went nowhere. Thanks. Okay. Ooh, Liz, that's a lot happening. All right, well, and so rest up while I do some ads because we're going to come back and you have the public oh. service announcement of our lifetime. Oh, this is it. Okay. I'm going to save your lives. All right, so take some deep breaths while, Ju <sighs> while Julie okay. and I thank okay. our sponsors. Okay. All right. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay. This is my public service announcement. <laughs> Go for it, Liz. Listen up, America. I, I now consider myself the Paul Revere of driver's license renewal <laughs> because I just want you to know that based on some new regulations... Renewing your driver's license might be the hardest thing you do all year. And now I know you sisters mocked me last week when I was explaining my personal license renewal crisis, but I feel better now because last week the Wall Street Journal wrote a huge story about how this is in fact a crisis. So their headline is, the clock is ticking for millions of flyers to up update their IDs. So here's the deal. There are these new TSA required real ID driver's licenses. So as of October next year, October 2020, you will no longer be able to get on a plane with a regular driver's license. You ha have to have one of these real IDs. So you think, well, how hard could that be? Okay, it is super hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because everyone in America has to update their IDs at the same time. So here's the thing. You know this year, you know this year is going to be a little different. So the DMV noticed because my license expires in September, which is when my, my birthday is, I got the notice in the spring. So you ignore that when it first comes in, right? How hard could it be to get a new driver's license? So I ignored it for a month. And then I opened it like a month later and I saw, boom, the news that you can no longer renew online. So that's a bummer, but whatever. Okay, got to make a trip to the DMV. Then I go online to make an appointment. And the only appointment I can get anywhere near where I live in Southern California is two months after my license expires. So this is kind of a choke point in the system if you have to make an appointment and go, but you can't get an appointment. So I booked myself into some, like the Timbuktu DMV is pretty much where I managed to get an appointment very far away from where I live. But it's still three months away, but the only appointment I can get is one day before my license expires. Okay, then... Yeah, um, yes. yeah. 
So then you go online because now you have to fill out this whole new. It's not exactly the Warby Parker quiz. It's yeah. all new thing <laughs> about who you are. You have to prove who you are and where you're born and all of that. And then you get the text that is all the new documents that are required. And you think, how hard could that be? Well, very hard is what I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Because in addition to your license or passport or some other government identity card, you need to prove residence, so a utility bill or something. So I have that. But then you also need an original government document with your full Social Security number on it. Now, if you had a Social Security card, that would work. But who in their right mind in this day and age has a Social Security card? Remember we used to yell at mom and dad that they walked around with their social security cards like in their pockets yes. in their wallets like nobody does that so you think okay i should get a social security card you go online oh you can't do that anymore either so that is another whole appointment at a different administration so then you have what do to, you have to take to get your social security card well you have to have like a w-2 and all of these things documents with your full number on it and what's and you have to get an appointment there which are not available so here's the thing about your full social security number. In case you haven't noticed anyone in America, including the TSA, nobody puts your full social security number on things anymore. And I even found, like, I shred a lot of stuff. I thought we were supposed to do that. Right. Stop the shredding, people. You're going to need some of those documents when you have to get a real ID. So, But I found the statement I get every year from the Social Security Administration. Do you know who doesn't put your Social Security number on uh, a statement? The Social Security Administration knows that that is a security risk. So even the Social Security Administration doesn't give you a document with your full Social Security number on it. So I'm now I'm looking at my license. I have to do this in February. Yeah, so start I now. literally need to start you now. You should start now. Yeah, you should start now. Because the... I've, I've, <laughs> I thought I was just going to just zone out during this se segment no, because no. See, like I've just In California they're about to hire 2000 extra people to work at the DMVs because they know so many people have to come in and get new IDs. In Texas, Julie, according to the Wall Street Journal, so not just me, there are 4 to 5 hour lines at DMVs now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't. No, there was no time to get a Social Security card. I had three months was not enough time for me. I didn't actually start working on the card till like a week before the appointment. And then at that point, there's no chance. So you remember last week when I sent you a text message, which was a picture of like, my home office looking like a bomb had dropped. Yes. That was my panic. The Sunday before my Monday appointment, I'd literally dumped out every file I had to try to find something, a legal document with my full social security number on it. Because, oh, here's another thing. You know, you have, yes, Julie, but it, it is, it must be an original. And you don't have an original because you file online. So nothing is an original. So that, none of that counts. I have all my tax documents. Those are completely non-operational in this whole scenario here. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was being too literal about it, but I don't think so. Anyway, finally, after like, you know, hours of tearing my home apart, I found an old 2012 W-2 in an old tax folder that was the last 
piece in the puzzle. But by the time I found my way to the Timbuktu DMV, I really had an entire folder of every possible kind of document. I was sure like there was just no way this was really going to work. But miraculously, I managed to like get in line, get the I'm talking to the woman and she's asking me for stuff like and I can tell from the tone in her voice that she does not expect me to have it. Yeah. So she's like, well, do you have this? And like, boom, yes. Do you have this? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Liz, you, really, and, you need a vacation <laughs> over there. I know. Well, this and Captain Krieg, it makes it sound like I'm going a little crazy. It but does. No, I'm just telling you that I don't want you to do what I did, which was wait until the last minute and realize that nothing you have is going to work. So that's all I'm going to say, you know. Uh, start now. And even did you if, need a birth certificate? No. Okay. No, because I had I had my passport. Okay. So it's not. Why should it be so hard to prove who I am? Yes. Also, didn't count. Doesn't count, Julie. Yeah, because it's all about some original document with your social security number on it. At least for me, that was the piece of the puzzle that was missing. Okay. So. I'm just saying, there you go. I'm the Paul Revere of driver's license renewal. Get yourself a social security card while, while there's still time. <laughs> wow. Oof. Uh-huh. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the DMV that needs it, frankly, or the TSA. But okay, I'm just a citizen. No. No. I always imagine her sounding like Meryl Streep yeah. in The Devil Wears Prada. I think she actually is British She's American. British. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mhm. Mm it was exciting. Dramatic. Yes. Really? At the office? At the office.
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I once I watched the thing too because I guess Facebook and Instagram they really want me to sign up for this class, mm-hmm. so I had to because I'm <laughs> kind of fascinated by her. Sure. I mean, I've yes, yeah. And she's always in the box with the Federers and with everybody. With Serena, yes. she's, yeah, big tennis fan. <laughs> but it's mesmerizing when she takes those glasses off. You can't, you just stop watching her mouth move. You're like, oh my gosh, what's, there are her eyes. Oh, I, oh okay, there they are. Oh, and I, and then I said, I thought to myself stupidly, oh my gosh, she looks fantastic in every shot. Like, of course, she's in a winter. Beautiful. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're in it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It just—it was—it just was fascinating to watch, and it said, you know, it said, "I'm going to take you behind the scenes to the big fashion meeting." At the editorial meeting after the fashion shows. And I just thought, are you going to do that monologue about the cerulean blue sweater? Yes. Like they right. did. <laughs> they Again, did. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> we know this whole story. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's material I can steal for safe for work? Is it- oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it would be so great to book her to come on safe for work. Oh. Can you imagine interviewing her no. about management? No. <laughs> it would freak me out to have a boss wearing dark glasses all the time, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth 90 bucks. I mean, I have taken a couple of those master classes on writing uh-huh. and stuff. I enjoy them. So totally worth 90 bucks. Just <laughs> just from, I mean, really, it was fascinating to me. And I don't care. Fashion. Yeah. 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 Looks well shot. 
Okay. Uh, thank you, Julie. That was excellent reportage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to do some more excellent reporting. I came across a story in The New Yorker. Uh, you know, I enjoy my subscription. I'm just going to say that. You get like 100 copies for six bucks. Or I don't know what our deal is. <laughs> if you use the code SISTERS, it's well worth it. Uh, but um, it was about a piece of the sharing economy I feel like I can support. You know, Oh, because you've rejected the rest I, of the sharing economy. I don't want to ride in your car. I don't want to stay in your apartment. I don't want you showing up at my house and doing things. Uh, but this, I thought, from a young entrepreneur... Um, is something I can support, and it's about an app called Swim Swimply. Swimply, S- Swimply. Okay. Is swim Swimply or just Swimply? Sw- no, just <laughs> Swimply, Liz. Okay. It's about backyard pool sharing. Okay. This is an app who for swimmers who want it to be simple. So the young man who started it, Bunny. His name is Boonim Laskin. He was 22 years old when he founded the company. Uh-huh. He was sitting in his backyard in New Jersey one summer and a break from college. And like his parents were actually paying to rent the swimming pool next door from the couple that had built a pool for their grandchildren. But they never came over. So now what are we going to do with the pool? And so his parents were paying for it. He goes, huh, I bet there are other pools in the neighborhood that people would like to rent. So he went around, Google mapped it, knocked on a few doors, had four pool owners sign up, started just like matching up pools and swimmers, and then kind of took off and he did a little bit more marketing. And then he ended up um, using all of his bar mitzvah money to create the app. Okay, so that made me laugh, right? He's using the bar mitzvah money for that. Uh And then it becomes so successful that uh, he drops out of college oh. to, to work on Swimply. So I'm sure all his grandparents that gave him that bar mitzvah money. <laughs> They're thrilled Really about psyched. <laughs> but this is the idea. Now he's in 36 states. He has hundreds of pools. You rent people's unused backyard pools for like 50 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour, whatever you want. The pool owners set the price and you just book it all through the app. Okay? And you're saying... That's kind of gross. Why would you? Why yeah. would you want? Well, I guess if you have an outdoor bathroom, yes, but they don't come in your house. So, well, which, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, huh. So he was going to call it swimming simple, but then he combined it to swimple, and then these people are like, no, that's too much like pimple. So he went with swimply, which is not a good name. But I think you get the point. But it's fun to say swimply. It's super fun to say. So here's the deal. You're like, well, who who rents pools? Yeah. Who's, who's going to want this? Okay. Nudists, Liz. Nudists want oh. pools. <laughs> Nudists want to oh. be able to swim swimply. Yes. They want. <laughs> they. That's as swimple as it gets. Yes. So they're a big market. So, uh, you know, nudists. Uh-huh. Okay. So they're the A number one. You have to be able to guarantee that your pool is nudist friendly. Uh-huh. Uh, so mine is not because we have a six foot fence, but we have a seven foot neighbor. Honest okay. to God. So not not nudist friendly. OK, who are, who are the other people who signed up? It's kind of interesting. Uh, observant Muslims and Jewish families because they often don't like to swim at public pools. 
you know, a modesty issue. So modesty issues. So uh-huh. that's really interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. He said we've seen a lot of people with you know body differences who just for one reason or another don't want to swim in public. Everybody from you know amputees to the disabled that maybe just want a nice quiet place to swim by themselves. He said they've really found a lot of interesting niches for swimmers. It makes you feel good, right? Yeah. And then there's the nudists. <laughs> And then he said, and then we have a whole subculture we don't really get, but they call themselves mermaids. So really? people who identify as mermaids. Oh. Uh, also, <laughs> I was just imagining just a group. <laughs> I hope. A group Julie, of satellite sisters just getting together to mermaid it around. Yeah. 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 So that's who does it. So I feel like I can get behind Swimple. Swimply. Whatever the name of this but app is. You would is. never use it. No. To go, would you go swim in someone else's yard? No, probably no. not. But I like the idea of it. And I understand, like, if you have a backyard pool that you're paying to maintain and literally no one's swimming in it, yeah. it is. It's just, it seems like you might as well put it to use. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the simple thing to do. That is. So there you go. I, I stand beside you. See, but... I... No, no. Uh, Julie, I, this is the part of the sharing economy. Hmm. No follow-up questions. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's it. It's, you don't, you know, you don't know if, you know, when you loan your car to people, you don't know if they can drive either, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you're going with it. Okay. okay. I, I just applaud the effort. <laughs> just applaud the effort. All right, we have time for Julie Tuesday Trends. Uh, we're, Okay. That's excellent. That, yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend Susan was just in Tokyo on vacation and she said she saw these all over the place there. They're divided by breeds. So, you know, all different kinds of breeds. She said, because the apartments are tiny, tiny, tiny in Tokyo. People don't have room for dogs. They're sharing Uh them with a bunch of people. So, no, they just go and they enjoy their labs or their corgi or whatever for an hour. And then they check out. It's kind of nice. I think it's good. I think it's an excellent idea. It's no swimply, but... (laughs) But a big idea in its own way. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. That's, thank you, Julie. Good Tuesday trend. I, I know we're sort of running low on time. So uh, save those other, those other huge trends you had for next week. Okay. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. 
I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters and we're back. Uh, Liz, we're going to hear your Emmy picks. But yep. but first, I just want to do a quick update. I had a meeting with my publishers. Yay! Yay! All right. All right. A meeting with my publishers last week, and so I want to fill in the Satellite Sisterhood on a few things. I mentioned that my book, The Sweeney Sisters, is coming out from HarperCollins' William Morrow in April 2020. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. So this last week I heard the marketing plan, and the marketing plan includes quite a few giveaways, Satellite Sisterhood. Right. And these are legit giveaways. These uh-huh. are not Liz and I and Julie. <laughs> Figuring out how to give stuff away. Regifting some things. And then mailing it from our house. (laughs) That is not happening here. This is high-level giveaway. It's high-level giveaway. So I know a lot of you are readers, and maybe you're already on Goodreads, that website. Uh, But there will be giveaways starting on Goodreads starting in October. So if you are not a Goodreads member and you'd like to be eligible for some Sweeney Sister giveaways, you're going to want to register there. You also want to register at Book Club Girl, bookclubgirl.com. There'll be giveaways there. They have a great newsletter. They have all kinds of special events happening. You can learn about me and all kinds of other authors at Book Club Girl. So if you're interested in getting your hands on an advanced galley or an advanced readers edition of the Sweeney Sisters, Register at Book Club Girl and Goodreads. Those are two places that you can find us. I'm going to be doing an event already in Orange County in February. I'll fill you in on Mm. later, but February 16th. Um, And that with a whole bunch of other authors. So I'm very excited. And there will be book giveaways at that event as well because the book isn't on sale till April 2020. And then, if you know, do me a favor. Just like my Facebook page as an author and follow me on Instagram because I'll remind you of all these giveaways on those two places. And that's just Leon Dolan, which is L-I-A-N-D-O-L-A-N. That's right. 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 So both the Facebook author page and at Leon Dolan on Instagram. But that's it. Lots of giveaways. So lots of chances for people to read the book early. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I'm excited. Okay, one other event note. I mentioned last week that on October 16th, I am going to be in Washington, D.C. at 6th and I interviewing Adam Rippon, the skater, and just the all-around hilarious 
guy to hang out with. So that's all happening. You can go to Sixth and I and buy tickets to that. I'll have a link in the show notes. But I was talking to them last week and I said, hey, if a bunch of Satellite Sisters turn up for the Adam Rippon event, could I like have a little space where we could be together after the fact? And they said yes. So after Adam is done, after I'm done interviewing Adam, he's actually going to have a whole selfie line. And he's just doing a selfie station with everybody that turns up to see him. And I don't want to lure you away from him if you would like a selfie with Adam Rippon. But if you would prefer to just hang out with me or your fellow Satellite Sisters and Misters, we're going to be downstairs in a room called the Social Hall. I'll mention this a few more times and put it in the show notes, but we will have a chance to say hi if you come to that event. So I just want to let people know about that. That'll be fun. Great. Okay. All right. Okay, so, um, yeah, Emmys. This weekend, the the primetime Emmys are Sunday night. Uh, As you know, if you're a listener, I am an Emmy voter, (laughs) (laughs) which is... (laughs) <laughs> which is hilarious. And because I'm in, if you're an Emmy voter, you're in what they call your peer group. So if you're a writer, you you vote on writers. If you're an actor, you vote on actors. Because I'm an executive, I vote on shows, but I don't get to vote on like who is the best actress or oh, the okay. best, you know. Anyway, so. Um, that seems fair. It does seem fair. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of. <laughs> Anyway, so I voted. You have to vote by the very end of August. So I voted, and it's all starting to come out now. So they break the Emmys up into, like, two or three nights now because there are so many awards. So this past weekend, a bunch of the shows that we love already won things. Mm -hmm. So before I talk about my picks, I just thought I would celebrate a few of the people we love that have already won an Emmy. For instance... Carpool Karaoke, When Corden Met McCartney Live from Liverpool. Come on. That one Best Variety Special. How could anything ever be any better? Well, it was controversial, you know, because it beat Beyonce's. I know. I know. The Homecoming. I know. So some people felt like something was better, but (laughs) that was a very special episode of that thing. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I would like to think I'm cool enough to prefer Beyonce to James Corden, but I'm not, Leanne, <laughs> because it was Paul McCartney. <laughs> so I voted for that, yeah. and it already won. Um, structured reality program. So this is, you know, a category where most of it you're just probably not that interested in, but I voted for Queer Eye, which is an amazing show on Netflix. Queer Eye already won. Oh, so good. in case you're worried about that. It is. Yes. It is. It's very moving. I it cry. Is. Like almost every week. Everybody cries every week. Yes. My college sons cry. They all cry. Everybody cries every week watching that show. That's what they mean about structured reality. It's structured to make you cry. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> uh, there is uh, the Music Direction Award already went to our hero Alex Lackmore for Fosse Verdon on oh, FX. great. You know, we've talked up Fosse Verdon a lot, but Lackmore... Or as, you know, the Hamill fans here call him, Lackety Lack, because that's what they all call each other. (laughs) That's his nickname, Lackety Lack. I think it's also his Twitter handle. Anyway, congrats, Lackety Lack. Very happy you won for (laughs) Best Music Direction in Fosse Verdon. Um, And then here was a controversial one, directing for a variety special, Springsteen on Broadway won. And I forget what else was in that category. I should have that information, but I don't. And I got to say, much as I love that, I did not vote for that because it seemed to me like it's a Broadway show. It's different than a real variety special. I- 
Deeply, <laughs> deeply controversial. And let's see, what else? Oh, so those are some of the awards that have already been given. Oh, you'll also be happy to know that um, Fosse Verdon won the, the big, big category, Outstanding Hairstyling for a Limited Series or Movie. They great. Already took that one. Good. Because there was the costuming and the hair in that was great. Yes. But costuming, outstanding period costumes actually went to the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which they do look great in that show. Whatever. Okay, so now let me find my actual... So here are the things that have still yet to be awarded. Well, and it, <laughs> it is. It's just... I do. Even the, our our new engineer here in the new studio was like, oh, you have papers. Oh, you're going to need some lights. <laughs> right. We're ladies with papers. So, okay. Here we go. Things that haven't been awarded yet. Drama series. The category includes Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. And uh, I mainly, the only important thing to me was voting against Game of Thrones because I feel like... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we need to hang together. People that just could not watch Game of Thrones. And a lot of these I've also never watched. Uh, Better Call Saul, mm, no. Pose, haven't really gotten to that yet. Succession, Lee, and I know you love that, I right? I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, Sheila and I talked about it for like an hour yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, she loves it, too. Okay, I haven't started that yet, so I voted for Killing Eve. Have you watched Killing Eve? It's, oh, Okay, I, that was that was my second choice, Julie. So I would be okay if Bodyguard won. But it doesn't matter because Game of Thrones is going to win. It's going to win. So this is just like very emotional choice. <laughs> okay. okay. Comedy series. Now, this is just so hands down, but I'll read all the other nominees anyway. I know. <laughs> Comedy series. Barry. Fleabag. The Good Place. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Russian Doll. Schitt's Creek. And Veep. Oh. So, Veep, 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 Veep. Veep, 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 Veep. I don't know why any they bothered to nominate anyone else in that category. I know people love Schitt's Creek. We've had quite a few people, Satellite Sisters, in the Facebook group saying they love that. Um, people keep telling me how cool Fleabag is. I haven't gotten around to that. But, like, Veep. Come on, people. What are you thinking? Okay, now here was a tough one. Limited series. I know I was all in with Fosse Verdon, and of course I voted for Fosse Verdon, but there were just a lot of other good things in this category, like Chernobyl, which was the most depressing thing ever, was also super well done. I know, Julie, you recommended that, and I'm like, why would anyone watch that? But it was really great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well... But your kids watched it and liked it, right? I think I was talking yeah. to your son about it. I, you know, I just, maybe I'll watch it someday. It's just a, <laughs> I'm a, I, okay, I, right? Yeah, I'm, you don't have to watch it. Right. Um, the other one, when they see us, that's the Ava DuVernay um, oh. series on the Central Park Five. Again, that was good. A hundred percent worthy yeah. of of winning. But I voted for Fosse. <laughs> so okay. okay, and then let's see. Let's just talk about two more. Uh, Reality competition series. So this is, you know, your RuPaul's Drag Race, your Amazing Race, The Voice, Top Chef, American Ninja Warrior. I went with the what I thought was the classic choice here. Top Chef. Top Chef. It just, I just love Top Chef. Yeah. Uh, you know, though I did watch Nailed It because you're supposed to watch an episode of each of them mm -hmm. before you vote, which I guess makes sense. Nailed It is hilarious. But anyway, I voted for Top Chef. 
And then the last, I consider this the Satellite Sisters Solidarity catalog uh, category. Variety talk series. Uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. The Late Late Show with James Corden. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Or Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. <laughs> so all in on Samantha Bee. I know it's a long shot, but I just felt we needed to strike one for the Satellite <laughs> Sisterhood in that male club. Huh. So there you go. Those were a few of my picks. Well, Liz, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I hope, um, I hope you can get in the front door of your apartment to watch the Emmys. <laughs> I know. Ooh, so it seems just... like, do we do that in this show? It's a long show. <laughs> seems like two weeks ago. I feel ago. like I was jacked up on a few topics here today. Yeah, you said. Which doesn't normally. <laughs> <laughs> right, now that I have a real ID, do I get house keys? Is that what you were waiting for? You want to see my social security card, Queeg? Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to double back on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just so unnecessary. It's right? unnecessary. Why is that a drama? Ugh. But we would like to thank uh, a couple of people that help us put on the show this week. Thanks, as always, to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thanks to the people here at the Dub Room Studio, including Paul, who's helping Sergio. Thanks to Kelly at Wondery for setting this all up. We'll be here next week as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe next week we'll find it. We'll find the studio <laughs> on, on the, the first try. Yep. Yes. Uh, we would like to thank our sponsors, Liquid IV, FabFitFun, The Downton Abbey Movie, Warby Parker and Ritual. We really appreciate our sponsors supporting us and we appreciate you supporting our sponsors. Thank you so much to the Satellite Sisterhood. Uh, Our to-do list for the week, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see the Downton Abbey movie. Julie's going to see the Downton Abbey movie. I'm going going to see the Downton Abbey movie. And then next week on the show, Julie, we're bringing it back. Downton Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very excited. We're we're doing a recap, just like we did for six seasons of the actual TV show. We are doing a full-blown Downton Gabby recap next week on the show. There will be spoilers. So just go see the movie this week so we don't have to hear about it next week. Yes. We're going to put it at the end of the show. You can fast forward, but we're just going for it. We're going back to Downton Gabby. Yeah. One of the things that would be fun to do, you know, if you've got an extra half hour, is to listen to our final recap of the season, the series finale, Downton Gabby. Oh, my gosh. First of all, it's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it made me laugh. But then we predict this movie that might happen like what would we like to see in the future oh i believe we're 100 percent wrong we get everything <laughs> wrong based on but it's still fun we made some good predictions so i went back and listened to that this week but next week on the show full born downton gabby recap in the entertaining sister slot yeah. so that's what's happening this week all right sisters have a good week you too Leanne. Oof, liz calm down over there <laughs> just go to you go to meditation tonight You know, if you can't even get your own front door, I guess other things really start to get to you. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Okay. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.